Welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today, we're going to be talking to TJ from Telemark Photos, and we're going to discuss lead generation and some business tips to help you build your business. So stay tuned. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business, branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Welcome back, everyone, to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today, we have a special guest. His name is TJ Neal. He's a photographer and the owner of Tallymark Photo. He also does videography. Let's welcome TJ Neal. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing well. That's awesome, man. I'm really glad to have you on the show today. I'm really excited about finding out how you guys are standing out from the crowd, how you guys are standing out from all the other photographers, how you're lead generating, and what you're doing to network your business, particularly branding. So tell us a little bit about Tallymart Photo. Sure. Uh, so uh, just a little bit of history of how I got a, got started in uh, photography. So I was a computer repair tech for 10 years prior to this. I uh, went to school for it, uh, opened up a brick and mortar store, uh, you know, ran a successful business for a period of time. Uh, last November, um, I decided to shut down my brick and mortar store uh, and pursue photography full time. Photography has always been a, a, a passion of mine and something that I wanted to pursue professionally, that was the moment that I decided to pursue photography. I have been a photographer professionally for about a year now. It has been something that has been, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but I'm, I'm definitely glad I took that route. Well, it's always a challenge when you're first starting out. Uh, what are you doing in your business that separates you from the competition? I do a lot of uh, I, I do a lot of marketing to people that I've already uh, done work for. Uh, I give them incentives to tell others about my business, word of mouth referrals, either a discount in the future or or having them. Uh, yeah, that that that's that's a key component in in generating leads. You know, you do a good job for a customer, you get with them. And you're like, hey, do you know five people? Hey, do you know anybody else who may need photos of this genre or this theme? And, and if they're happy, they're more than willing to refer you. Are you using any other type of platform to expose your photos to other people? So I, I use uh, a, a platform called Pixie Set. Um, now, this isn't, this isn't something that it, it's published. So... Um, People can get to that website, whether it's um, whether I provide them the link or if it's organically through um, through Google. Uh, now, that's that's probably the only other place that I've I've you know published my work other than um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, social media is a big factor as far as where I perp where I publish my work. I'm working on getting published in a few magazines uh, here uh, in the upcoming months. But as far as publishing to other platforms, Pixie Set is the only other uh, platform that 
I currently push out and publish some of my work to that people can actually find aside from social media. I know you mentioned that you were doing computer repair and you had a computer store. Would you say there's a difference in your approach to how you generate leads? Absolutely. So uh, with my computer repair business, I did the whole nine. I, I sent out email blast. I sent out uh, coupons to current customers. Uh, I reached out to them via mail uh, using you know flyers. Uh, I, I, I regularly sent out uh, flyers and, and went door to door putting flyers out for people to come by, you know, get your computer checked for viruses and things like that, uh, as well as doing some cold calling to businesses for managed services that we provided. Now it's more of uh, a situation where, you know, it, it's either one computer or it's, you know, many computers. Uh, but every business, you know, most businesses run off of off of computers. And so reaching out to a business was easy for me because you know that they're they have a computer and eventually they'll have a problem with it. And so when you call them and say, you know, hey, my name is TJ uh, from Neotech Solutions. I'd like to talk to you about your computers and how you're backing up and things like that. Uh, photography is a little bit different. You don't know when somebody's in the market for having their, their photo taken or, you know, there's a wedding or an event or a party. Uh, so it's, it's harder for me to reach out to people, cold call, uh, you know, people and say, Hey, I'm a photographer. Whenever you have your next event, call me. Uh, it's, it's more along the lines of, Hey, I know this person, they're having an event. And so I'll go reach out to that person or I'll reach out to that group or that organization and offer my services then. Um, so it's more of a pinpoint uh, advertisement as, you know, instead of an umbrella, you know, just trying to reach out to as many people as I can. Uh, it's more lead generated for photography for me. Well, you know, one of the techniques that I've been using, which has proved pretty successful, actually, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of businesses out there. And if you're, what depending on your, on the genre or the market that you're you're attacking here, uh, you know, usually what I'll do is if I'm going to do any kind of cold calling, which is usually the most difficult, uh, but if I'm going to do any kind of cold calling, what I'll do is I'll call them, hey, my name is Abel, I'm with Bug Photography, I'd like to send you some free information. Who's the person in charge for making those decisions? Usually they'll give me the email, usually they'll tell me the person, and once I do that, I'll send the information, and then shortly after I'll follow up with them and, hey, John, did you get my email on uh, Greybug Photography, just following up with you, just to check to see if you've uh, you, you've changed your mind or you need any kind of uh, photography for your business. For the most part, they'll say no, but they're going to have me in the back of their mind if they do. And they'll have that information already available. So it's going to be one of those situations where you've already built a rapport with that person. You've got a good idea of what they're doing. You can also get a feel for the market at that point. So what you're doing is you're calling this person, you're building a rapport, you're sending them information that they're not paying for, and for the most part, people are like, yeah, go ahead and send it. I mean, it's not costing them anything anyways. So you're building that rapport. You come back later. You can, And also, you can always follow up later and just say, hey, this is Abel again with Graybug Photography. Just want to follow up with you, make sure that everything is going well. Is there anybody in your uh, forecast that may need photography? You can also generate leads that way. But that was just that's just one my approach. Have you been able to learn anything from having two different types of businesses or 
are they similar or you, is your approach different? Uh, one of the things about that is I, I originally started in a flea market um, and I set up shop in there and I was in there for two years prior to uh, getting my DBA and then ultimately my LLC. Um, but I knew that I wanted to do everything. I, I had a plan of, of how I wanted my business to look, how I wanted everything to function. Um, and I waited um, kind of a long time to, to get everything off the ground for that. Me and my wife got our income tax in one, one year, and she basically said, hey, you know, I know you, that you've been wanting to do your business for, you know, X amount of, you know, years, and let's, let's go ahead and get it off the ground. Let's go ahead and get started with it. Um, and it was kind of a last-minute thing. I wasn't expecting to be able to, to, be able to have a, 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 any sort of money to get, it, get a business off the ground, so I, I was unprepared to start the business, went ahead and did it. So I, I, I opened my, my brick and mortar store with one month's worth of rent, one month worth of utilities. Uh, basically everything was covered for the first month. In hindsight, that probably wasn't the best idea, but it got me out of that, oh, I, I gotta wait, I, I can't do this right now. Um, you know, I, I, I have to have everything, I have to cross all my T's and dot all my I's before I can even start to advertise that I do computers. So I, I got the store and it was sort of a sink or swim situation. You either have to bring customers into the door or you're going to be closed next month. So I was in business for 10 years. You know, at, after I opened up, you know, I, I was able to successfully, you know, generate clients. One of the things that I, even now to this day with my photography, I don't, I don't have a website published uh, because I am a perfectionist with my website. I want, I, there's a certain feeling that I want for my website when you go to see my pictures and how it looks. And every time I get to the end of getting a website together, it's like, ah, you know, that picture, I got a new picture that I want to put up there. You know, there, this font isn't right. It, it slows me down and it slows business down. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where that kind of stuff doesn't matter as much to me as far as like perfecting anything, uh, you know, getting business and getting clients in are, is, is number one, you know, kind of branding myself in the meantime. Uh, but there's nothing to brand if, you know, I, I don't have clients, you know, to, to back up the fact that I'm a business. So, you know, that, that's a, that's a huge value bomb right there. I mean, being a perfectionist is okay, but if you want everything to be perfect before you launch, then that's just going to hinder your ability to get started. And a lot of people have a problem getting started. For me, it's like going to the gym. You know, the hardest part is putting your clothes on. Once you put your clothes on, it's human nature just to go ahead and, you know what, I have my clothes on, I have my shoes on, let's go to the gym. You know, and usually when you go to the yeah. gym, you're like, okay, now I'm here, let's do, let's, let's work. So, yeah. you know, wanting to have that website, the letterhead perfect, you know, all the equipment, that is just a fallacy, man. That is just something, an excuse for people to have to get started before picking up that phone and making that phone call. So a lot of photographers will come to me and they'll be like, hey, but I want to be a photographer. I'm like, okay. He says, but I don't have uh, equipment. I don't have, uh, I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the money. What do I do? I said, but you have a phone, right? Yeah, I got a phone. I said, call five other photographers, negotiate a price that's less than what they would charge another customer, 
get the customer, put them together, do that 10 times, now you're making some money. You want to learn about photography, shadow the photographer for a little bit. Now you're learning about photography, you're making money, and you have money to buy your equipment. So you're learning, you got money, and you're, making, you're buying your equipment. From an outside perspective, you're actually doing market analysis without even trying. And also, your overhead is minimal. Is there a way that you're approaching your, your brand that is unique to Tallymark Photo? Like, how are you branding yourself? Um, I'm branding myself as, as a, you know, photography, videography company. I know that there are a lot of people that will do one or the other. And I, I know a few people, uh, a mentor, uh, a good buddy of mine that kind of helped me out getting started, basically told me, so are you going to get into photography or are you going to get into videography? I said, well... I'm going to get into photography. This, that's, that's really what I want to do. And he said, well, why aren't you going to do video? And I said, well, I'm, I don't really want to do video. You know, that's maybe on the side, but my passion is in photography. And he, you know, kind of said, you know, your camera does both. You know, there's no reason why you can't do videography and you're leaving money on the table. If you don't, you're only using half your equipment. Uh, if you only, you know, do photography, uh, and don't expand to videography. So, I kind of took that and um, and thought about it, and and you know he was right, you know, and I, so I've I've branded myself as being able to do both, being able to take on different types of clients. Um, I don't just pinpoint myself as a you know wedding photographer, or wedding photographer, or a portrait photographer. I will take on whatever client needs you know, photography or videography, uh, services. What do you, and, what do you find yourself doing more of? Uh, I do a lot of, uh, portraits, a lot of, I have five weddings, uh, scheduled for next year already. Um, weddings are, scary. are, it's <laughs> <laughs> scary. Uh, they're fun, man. I, I, I haven't had a knock on wood. I haven't had a situation where I've had it like a bridezilla. I know it's coming. You know, that's always the situation where you're like, oh, man, most photographers are like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. I'm going to get I'm going to get a yeah. bridezilla. And I, you know, <laughs> for the, and I meet all of my clients ahead of time. Um, and that's one of the things that, again, I, I would say I, I try to set myself apart from other photographers. I, I try to interact with my clients as much as possible. I try to um, introduce. In, I try to paint the picture of who I am as a photographer before I even, I, I had a, a couple sign a contract with me just last month for uh, wedding photography. They had never met me. They had never seen my work. And, uh, you know, it was a word of mouth referral. Set up an, an, uh, an appointment to meet with them at a Starbucks and we kind of just sat and we talked. They signed that contract purely on who I was and you know, the, the kind of person that I've, I've, I've yeah. presented myself as. Um, yeah, well, you, you know, you got to connect. you got to connect yeah. with the customer, too. I mean, the customer has to connect with you as well. I mean, that's a huge component to, to – I mean, I've had customers in the past where we just did not connect, and, you know, it's just one of those situations where you're just like, maybe I'm not the best photographer mm. for you. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Know, let's – Let's let me find and you another. I've had, or uh, it, it's happened a couple of times, but there's a situ there's been situations where you just don't connect. So yeah, yeah, that's you know connecting I've, with your. I've with your turned down uh, engagements uh, because I didn't think that either my style or just dealing with them 
as clients wasn't a good fit for me. And I, I'm a big, especially now at first, when I was first getting started, whether it be with the photography side or the, the computer repair side, I was trying to take on every client that I could get every single client, every single job. Um, and ultimately it led to a lot more stress and it led to me, you know, to being in situations where I was stressed and the, the good paying jobs and the good paying clients, uh, I wasn't able to provide them with a level of service because I was still dealing with this client that was wanting too much, not wanting to pay enough. And, um, you know, there's some, sometimes when I just say, Hey, you know, that's just, that's too much involved with this too much stress. I'm going to have to decline. Um, which I hate doing that. And it has to be a very specific situation for me to say, you know, I don't want your money, <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to put myself in situations where I don't enjoy what I'm doing, you know? So. Exactly. Yeah. No, I understand what you're, where you're coming from because, you know, like I said, you have to connect with your customer. You have to connect with the client. If you don't have that bond or that rapport and you feel anybody feels uncomfortable or, or it's just going to make things 10 times worse, especially with weddings, because it's such a, a stressful and emotional time. And if, if you, you as a photographer are almost like the motivator coordinator, you're the one that's like getting all the uh, brides and groomsmen and everything together so a lot of a lot of it falls on you and coordinating all that stuff so i had a situation where i had a customer and we didn't connect and i knew it from the beginning uh she was very self-conscious about her body or self-conscious about her herself she was gorgeous she rocked those photos but it was my only bad review like because we didn't mm. connect, it, it didn't have anything to do with the photos. It didn't have anything to do with the technical ability of my my photography. It was just that we didn't connect, and because of that, it made a huge impact on how she felt coming out of the session. So now, if I feel even just a little bit, I decline the the, the shoot. I'll decline it only because. Uh, I don't want to fall into that situation again. And usually what I'll do is I'm not going to, I don't tell them I'm just not going to do it. I say, Hey, I'd like to refer a, another photographer to you. I'd like to give somebody an opportunity to where you can talk to them. There's a, there may be the, I'll just say, I'm not really comfortable with this type of shoot uh, or whatever, you know, just to, just to get that client to where they, they can feel comfortable with, with another photographer. It probably falls under that worst entrepreneurial moment <laughs> as far as photography for me. What, what would you say is your worst? Uh, worst moment in business in general uh, was when I learned that, that I need to have everything documented, paperwork, contracts, things like that. I had a customer that brought in a computer to me and Originally, what I what I did was I, you know, filled out a piece of paper, checked in the computer and, you know, the customer would leave their computer for a number of days. I'd fix it and they'd come pick it up. Well, the way that I was keeping up with my paperwork was probably not the best way at the time. And so uh, everything was documented. Uh, basically, what my paperwork said was if you left your computer more than 
I believe it was like three months or so. Um, and you don't call us or contact us is considered abandoned and we would turn around and sell it, uh, you know, as, you know, to recoup losses from having to work on it. Um, she left it for a period of 11 months and decided one day that she wanted to come back and get it. Well, by that time the computer was gone, we had parted it out and, um, we had reached out to her a number of times. Uh, I believe it was something like eight or nine times left messages, voicemails, things like that. Uh, she never came back to get it. 11 months go by and she comes back and says, Hey, I want to pick up the computer. Where's the computer? Well, sorry, man, we don't have it anymore. Uh, I tried to find the paperwork stating that cause of course she didn't have it. So I couldn't show her on her paperwork. Uh, so, uh, I tried to find the paperwork, couldn't find it. I, I did a, and I had physical paper, uh, that I was writing things down on. I, I wasn't doing uh, me as a computer repair guy. I wasn't keeping things on a computer and, you know, filing them correctly. And so that was a situation where I went back and forth, forth with this woman for about two weeks. Uh, she wanted to. Uh, she wanted me to pay for the computer, the full cost of the computer, the new cost of the computer, not the depreciated value. Uh, she threatened to sue. She threatened all kinds of action. And um, ultimately, I found the paperwork uh, after going through all of my. Luckily, I didn't like get rid of it or throw it away or anything. But I was so stressed and so freaked out about somebody saying, oh, I'm going to sue you and you owe me this. And knowing that I was in the right, knowing that. You know, hey, I did everything and she didn't even have an explanation. It wasn't like she was in the military and, you know, something happened and she got, you know, it, it, it was just she just forgot about it. And, um, you know, I was I was so stressed out. And so that from that point on, I have copies of everything, you know, everywhere, um, you know, I, at least in two different places, in two different locations. Um you know, make sure that I make sure that I do contracts for everybody. So right now uh, with my photography business, I do contracts. Uh, and funny story is my mom actually wanted me to do some headshots for her, uh, you know, back when I was first getting started. And I sent her a contract. I sent my mom a contract where, you know, you know, this is this is what I'm providing you. This is and I, I'm, I don't think my mom is going to sue me. And I don't, but I'm just in the habit of making sure everything is documented, making sure that everything is that both parties are aware of what's being provided and what's, you know, the, the compensation is all of that. So, um, that was like my worst experience, um, ever with, you know, being in business was this lady coming after me for, you know, something that, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, no, having your paperwork squared and ready to go and, have everything documented is, is a huge component of, of how you operate your business. I mean, especially if you're filing, do you use anything like DocuSign or anything like that now? Or are you still doing it? Like oh, no, I, I don't do paper at all. Uh, so I use um, one of the uh, pieces of software that I use is uh, Studio Ninja. So when I, you know, I have, I have all my contracts on there for different uh, situations, events, weddings, portraits, a, a separate contract for each type of shoot. Uh, they can sign them online. Uh, if it, if for some reason I'm doing something where it's outside of studio Ninja, 
I do use DocuSign. Um, if there's a situation, and there have been some situations where I'll go on site with a client and either the Wi-Fi is bad and I can't, you know, pull up, pull it up on my tablet or anything. I'll take hard copies with me um, and they'll sign hard copies. But as soon as they sign those hard copies, I scan them in and I upload them to uh, Studio Ninja or uh, another platform. That way they are online uh, and I can access them from wherever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've been I've been using DocuSign for quite some time now it's, it's pretty pretty expensive yeah. actually but <laughs> yeah but, uh, but it, it, you know it works it's convenient i send them to the customer and i don't have one contract for each shoot well maybe that's because i only do certain mm-hmm. shoots but uh they're they're pretty generic i obviously i'll modify it somewhat to accommodate that type of shoot like i'm not going to give them a, a model release form for you know every person in the mm-hmm. in the room but uh, i mean if they're in a public area it doesn't really matter anyways but that's what I've been using. I've been using DocuSign, and it, my contract has definitely evolved based on certain situations that have arisen. Yeah, you got to add stuff. <laughs> you know, throughout my throughout the trajectory of my career with photography, no doubt. I mean, because certain things you don't think about everything. I mean, I wrote the contract myself, and you don't think about everything. But as kind of like the 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 Q and A, as as soon as something arises, and you're like, holy holy cow, that wasn't really how that was supposed to go. I better change my yeah. contract to reflect it in a certain way. So yeah, I can understand how having the documentation cover your ass, yeah. man, just make sure that, <laughs> you know, you got everything squared away, that it's super crystal clear to the client that they understand that, for example, if, uh, if I have a shoot and it's up to 15 photos that they know that anything over that 15, there's right. a cost or there's a charge for that. You know, a lot of times, before I incorporated that into my contract, they're like, I want 25 or I want mm-hmm. 100. And it's just not that way, particularly with situations where you have to heavily edit or you're in a situation where you know that these photos are going to be more creative and they're going to be more Photoshop intensive, so right. to speak. So it, it totally differs from from an event where you're doing minimal editing, whereas you're doing a portrait and you have to do more extensive editing. So I totally Absolutely. get that. Has there been a moment that you're just like, oh, I get it. I need to do this. Just an aha moment. I am not afraid to take on whatever gets thrown my way. I'm not afraid to take on things that I might not necessarily have any experience with or I'm not sure that I can do it. Uh, and I was, I used to be very apprehensive about doing things like that. But to this day, I don't turn down any sort of uh, opportunity that can potentially take me to another level. I can safely say that that has been one of the main factors of how I was able to close down one business and go to another business without skipping a beat um you was know, it was there a situation where you declined an opportunity and then later said man i should have i should have taken up on that opportunity i like i mean you're looking at it and you're like crap so, i should have taken it so i've declined yeah I, i've declined opportunities uh and this was like this was further back in my you know entrepreneurship there's and i i can't say that it lost me an opportunity because I don't know where it would have led. I would have, it, it probably cost me some yeah. money. <laughs> I mean, in the I have long plenty run. of 
plenty uh, of them. Probably, <laughs> I have a list right, of things I should have done. Yeah. So exactly. So I, I've I've turned down things. I don't know where I would be right now if if I would have taken them. I don't know if I would be in a worse position or a better position. Uh, but what I can say is that the the opportunities that I did take. Uh, have directly led to me being able to grow as a business owner. There are there one in particular uh, with my photography, and this was and like I said, I, I closed down my computer repair shop last November. The Martin Luther, uh, San Antonio Martin Luther King March uh, is is something that goes on every year here. Uh, it happens in January. I was asked November like or beginning of December to be the uh, official photographer for the MLK March for 2019. I had never taken on a, an event, especially of that size, let alone an event uh, professionally uh, at all. Uh, but I took the opportunity and uh, it was a great, I got to meet so many people. I got so much business from that and it turned into I probably will will that I'll probably say that that was the catalyst for me to you know kind of explode like I did with photography because there were a lot of people that saw me there. Oh, I need you to do this. Oh, you do photography. I, I need photos for this. I need photos. I need headshots and things like that. Uh, so I think if I hadn't taken that opportunity, um, I wouldn't be as far along as I am today. Now. That being said, I don't feel like I was prepared when initially when I was asked to do that shoot. I don't feel like I was prepared. Um, I didn't know my gear like I do today. I didn't know the first thing about doing journalistic style photography for an event. But what I did do is I studied my butt off. I went I went on YouTube. I, I, I bought books. And so by the time that March came around, you would think I would I was, you know, doing it for a number of years. There are certain things that I put my mind to and there are certain things that I I want to do. And I will go all in as far as figuring out how to do it and, you know, either self-taught or reaching out to somebody. I have a couple of mentors that I reached out to. The insight that they gave me was Im yeah, invaluable yeah. to where I'm at that, today that's as a, well. That's amazing, so. man. I mean, we put, we're put into situations that dictate who we are and being put in that situation mm. almost sculpts your trajectory. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's happened to mm -hmm. me before. I'm, I'm, when I was first starting out, I started with, uh, I, honestly, I stayed away from from events because i didn't know how to shoot them and and then i mm -hmm. i did my first one came out great and i was like okay i'm gonna try doing something else and educating yourself is the best the best thing for that what right now I, what, what in your in your photography business what's motivating you right now what what you what's got you fired up seeing some of the 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 seeds that i've planted in 2019 um kind of seeing some of those things grow uh, in the upcoming year, 2020, even even towards the end of this year, there's some things that I that I started working on and some relationships that I kind of nurtured at the beginning of the year that are starting to, I hate to say pay off. I, I don't I don't get into relationships with people and, and kind of network with people for the sole purpose of monetizing exactly. yep. it. But uh, 
it is a byproduct mm-hmm. of it. So uh, because of that, I, I have a lot of uh, opportunities, uh, real estate opportunities, um, portraits, events, things like that. Uh, I'm I'm booked out until the beginning of January. I've been I've been booked out to the beginning of the, of the of January since September. I have something every single weekend. Uh, and most of the, you know, some of this stuff is, or most of it is from stuff that I've, you know, previously talked with people about or met people. And so it's sort of all kind of forming into this one giant lump sum of business that I've kind of been fortunate to have all the way out until next year. I've, I have people booking, excuse me, booking shoots next year, weddings, graduations. Uh, so kind of seeing some of the stuff that I've implemented taking form and kind of, I I can see the snowball effect, uh, coming up. Now I will say, you know, with, with my photography business, uh, because now I I closed down my computer shop. Uh, I I know computers. I love photography. And what I mean by that is I know computers. I know how to do it. It's not a passion of mine. It's not something that I I got burnt out basically. And I was tired of it. And so now that I'm doing something that I, I truly enjoy, um, I'm further along in this first year as a photographer than I was in the first five years at, at my computer repair shop. Um, and seeing that growth from the first year has me excited to where excited to see where I'm going to be at year five, you know, year 10. Uh, so I'm excited to see the rest of. Uh, yeah, that, that's or, that's awesome. continue on my trajectory to see that you've so. progressed so rapidly is it's awesome to see i know that you mentioned some mentors that you had in 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 the past and you reach out to them periodically uh what is some uh some of the advice that they give you so um one of one of my mentors his name is tony and uh he's the one that gave me the advice on you know use all of your equipment learn your equipment uh, utilize all of your equipment, um, you know, do photos and videos. There's no, no point in just doing one. Um, one of the other things that he kind of told me was, um, and I, and this is, he kind of nailed it home. I, I kind of knew this. I, I've had jobs prior to doing the computer. I, I've, I've had a number of jobs. All, most of them were in sales so I, I kind of knew it, but as far as how this kind of goes with my, my mentor telling me, you know, it takes the right person to tell you sometimes, but um, don't leave any money on the table. Uh, and I, I was real bad about leaving money on the table, leaving business uh, out there that could be closed. Um, I reach out to everybody. If I'm tagged in a post, if somebody emails me, if somebody uh, calls or texts me, I, I do my very best to um, get back to them, give them pricing, give them information, whatever they're asking for. Uh, and like I said, one of the main things that that he told me was to kind of close the deal. They're already, you know, with photography, people want photography. Like, you know, there's not a situation where, you know, they're, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get, you know, maybe with weddings for the groom, you know, they don't want photography, but for the most part, people seek you out as a photographer. So for instance, if somebody tags me in a post, 
and says, you know, they say, hey, I'm looking for a photographer. They tag me in a post. I don't just like the post. I don't respond on that thread and say, oh, thanks. You know, reach out to me in my inbox if you want to uh, set up a shoot. No, I'll go to, you know, I'll inbox that person. My name is TJ. Uh, I was tagged in a post. These are my, you know, rates. Uh, this is what we would need to do to get you set up. Uh, this is what I charge for a deposit. When would you like to book your date? I don't leave anything in the client's hand. And that that's that's one of the things that, you know, my mentor has said, you know, just you got to you got to close it. Don't leave it up to them to close their own deal to date. Uh, every time that I've been tagged in a post for photography services, hundred uh, percent of the time I end up landing that client because I reach out to them. I follow up with them. If they don't respond back to me that first day, I'll follow up with them the next day. Hey, just making sure you got the message. You know, if you have any questions, you know, I'm here to answer for you. So I think that was probably a, probably falls back to one of those aha moments too, is just, you know, and do you reach closing, out to every person uh, that the liked sale, it or is it deal. just that person that tagged you? Well, the person that tagged me is usually friends with the person that that is looking for the service. So I'll thank the person that tagged me, uh, usually one of my friends or somebody that I know or somebody that I've, that I've done work for before. So I'll thank them publicly on that post. And then I'll tag the person that's looking for service and say, hey, uh, you know, I've sent information to your inbox, you know, just kind of letting them know that I'm going to reach out to them and then I'll inbox that person uh, privately to discuss pricing and, and things like that. The only caveat to that is sometimes, like I said, I have to, to follow back up with them. Uh, Facebook especially has, if you're not friends with that person, your messages kind of go into this, uh, you know, it's, it's a pending inbox or, or something like that. And if they don't see it, it doesn't land in their, in their, in their regular inbox unless you're their friend. Uh, so a lot of times I'll actually go and I'll friend that person and then inbox them. But that's something that, you know, I kind of keep reaching out to them just in case they don't see that message in their inbox. I'll say, Hey, you know, just seeing if you got the message that I sent you earlier. And if they haven't, they, they find it at that that's point. That's awesome, so. man. So, um, I guess we can close with this saying, you know, thank you. Uh, TJ Neal for giving us your awesome wisdom and advice. Don't be a perfectionist. You know, don't leave money on the table. Use social media, follow up with your customers. All great advice. Is there any way that our, our listeners can reach out to you if, uh, if they want to get photography services? Yeah, I have uh, Instagram, uh, Tally Mark Photos, T-A-L-L-Y-M-A-R-K-P-H-O-T-O-S. And the same for Facebook, Tally Mark Photos. Uh, don't have a website right now because I am a perfectionist. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'll have that up soon, but uh, it would be tallymarkphotos.com is the URL. Awesome. But awesome. Said, I'll buy that, and then I'm going to sell that back to you for about $1,000. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I already have it. Oh, man. Okay, it's so, well, there it goes. All right, man. Well, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you and your time, and I know you're a busy guy, so thanks for coming out. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. There you go, guys. TJ from Telemark Photos. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe. This platform helps other entrepreneurs build their business through the successes and failures of other entrepreneurs. So until next week, keep on keeping on.
Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net.